Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Guess what, Will? What's that, Mango? So I was looking at letters of note this week, and there was this thank you note I found that I was stunned by. It's from Clyde Barrow. Clyde. Oh, is that, uh, is that Clyde of Bonnie and Clyde? That's right. And he wrote a thank you note to Henry Ford. So here's what it reads. While I still have got breath in my lungs, I will tell you what a dandy car you make. I have drove Fords exclusively when I could get away with one. For sustained speed and freedom from trouble, the Ford has got every other car skinned. And even if my business had been strictly legal, it don't hurt anything to tell you what a fine car you got in the V8. Yours truly, <laughs> Clyde Champion Barrow. <laughs> now, is this uh, is this real? So there is some question about that, but it was sent from Tulsa when Clyde Barrow was tooling through the area. And according to Snopes, it was very much his style of humor. But I was learning about gratitude, and it turns out that counting your blessings and writing thank you notes like this one actually help you sleep better at night. And according to the Journal of Psychosomatic Research, you should count blessings, not sheep, because you actually have more positive thoughts before you sleep, which soothes the nervous system and helps people sleep better and longer. So maybe an outlaw like Clyde actually had a really good reason for thanking Henry Ford. But learning about this story made us wonder, what are some of the other scientific benefits of gratitude? Do human brains start with a negative bias? And how much can being thankful really help our lives? So that's what we're digging into. Let's dive in. Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Part-Time Genius. I'm Will Pearson, and as always, I'm joined by my friend Mangesh Hot Ticketer. And sitting behind the soundproof glass, belting out the theme song to Golden Girls. I mean, this guy, he's been playing this, what do you say, Mango, for like three hours over now? Over and over, yeah. <laughs> oh, he loves that thank you for being a friend line. It just puts the biggest smile on his face, and I love to see that. That's our friend and producer, Tristan McNeil. Yeah, who knew he was such a fan? 
Well, I know he loves the 80s, but yeah, you're right. I didn't know he was such a big fan of this one. But anyway, turn it down, Tristan. It's time to get focused here. And I know we wanted to talk about gratitude, and I thought there'd be no better person to discuss this than with our good friend and author, A.J. Jacobs. Now, if for some reason you don't know A.J.'s work, he's done all sorts of amazing feats from reading the entire encyclopedia for his book, The Know-It-All, to following every rule in the Bible for the year of living biblically. And now he's got a new book all about living a more thoughtful life called Thanks a Thousand. A.J. Jacobs, welcome back to the program. Well, thank you, of course. Thank you. I have to say that, but I also mean it. (laughs) Well, A.J., tell us a little bit about this book. You chose to thank every person who helped bring a cup of coffee to your lips, but what actually gave you this idea? And why did you choose coffee over, I don't know, cheese or white wine or something else? Mm, That's good. Uh, I could do sequels on those. I like both of those. (laughs) Back when I was writing The Year of Living Biblically, the book you just referenced, and that one was about where I tried to follow the Bible as literally as possible. Uh, Ten Commandments, I grew a huge beard, I stoned people, uh, adulterers, I stoned (laughs) adulterers, but using small pebbles so I didn't get arrested. (laughs) The Bible says that you should say prayers of thanksgiving. So I would do that, and uh, I actually found it quite meaningful. But when the project was over, uh, I wanted to continue in some way, but it felt a little odd because I'm agnostic. So thanking God seemed a little strange. So instead, I tweaked it and decided before a meal with my wife and kids, I would thank some of the people who helped, you know, the, the farmer who grew the tomatoes and the woman at the grocery who sold me the tomatoes. And... My, my kids tolerated it for a while. And then my son said, you know, Dad, uh, those people can't hear you. Uh, if you really uh, believe this, you should thank them in person. And I was like, that is a good idea. That is actually a book idea. So thank you for helping my job. Um, and uh, I, I decided to do it. And, and it was uh it was a wild experience. I went all over the world. It made me realize that it's all interconnected. Every little thing we do in life has hundreds, thousands of people involved that we take for granted. I decided, coffee, first of all, coffee, you know, I do love it. I have it every morning. And it's just such a huge part of modern life. You know, there's two billion cups of coffee consumed every day around the world, and uh, it employs 125 million people. So I, uh, I thought, all right, let's do the coffee. Wow, that is unbelievable. 125, you said 125 million people employed by this industry somehow? Right. And that's not counting, as I say, sort of the the people who are adjacent, the the people who, you know, make the steel for the coffee roasters so that they work. Uh, So, you know, if you include that, you can get up to... I'm sure, a bill, however you define it, you can get it up to, you know, a billion or two billion. Well, with with that in mind, how do you even start when you embark on a project like this? It definitely feels overwhelming. So how did you decide which thousand people to thank? I mean, and, and should you have thanked Beyonce in the process? <laughs> yeah, you could thank her because you could make the argument. The chemist who designed the plastic lining for my coffee cup listen to Beyonce while studying for her exam. (laughs) But I just followed what fascinated me. I wanted to focus on for five or six stories that I thought were really surprising and touching. I started with the barista at my local New York coffee shop. 
who was lovely and who told me, you're encountering people in a very dangerous situation pre-caffeination. And she said, the worst part is People just treat her like a a vending machine. They don't look up from their phones. They just thrust their credit card in her direction. Mm. So I made a a pledge that I would actually make eye contact with people that I am. And I know I deserve a Nobel Prize for that. Uh, (laughs) uh, But uh, but it's, you know, it's a small gesture, but it's so it has such outsized impact. To, to actually look at someone in the eyes when you're dealing with them instead of at your phone. I, I really love that. You know, one of the things you mentioned a little earlier was about how important the coffee lids are for, for the cups. And I, I was curious if you could expand on that a little bit more. Oh, yeah. So the lids, I did not know. You know, I could have written a book on lids. I probably would not have sold many. Uh, <laughs> but it was fascinating to see every little... Thing. It has so much behind it. And I talked to the designer of the lid for my coffee cup, and he was so passionate about it. And he was very innovative. He was sort of like an Elon Musk of coffee lids, hopefully a little more emotionally stable. And he <laughs> thinks the problem is the lids will block the aroma, which is a huge part of the coffee experience. So sure. he made a bigger hole in the middle. Um, he made this, uh, the shape is like this inverted uh, hexagon, like, you know, like the Buckminster Fuller type uh, shape. And uh, so you can really get your nose in and get maximum aroma. And it is just hilarious how much thought goes into uh, this this little piece of plastic. And it made me realize there are, there are hundreds of these, these, mini masterpieces. So I, I actually love the little asides of people who should have been thanked. And one of the people you bring up in your book is Jonas Salk, who we all know figured out the vaccine for polio. But for most of us who've heard of him, he's treated as kind of a lone genius. Like, why do you think more people weren't recognized for that discovery? Right. Well, that is one of the big themes of my book is that uh, it takes hundreds of people for every advance and psychologists call it the responsibility bias, that we just like to focus on the one person and say, you know, here's the lone genius. And Jonas Salk is a perfect example of that. He, he uh, invented the polio vaccine or a polio vaccine. And he was like the superhero. He was along on the cover of Time magazine. And he gave a speech saying how great he was, basically, for <laughs> inventing the vaccine. But he neglected to thank all the people in his lab. And there were tons of people in his lab. There were tons of people who made scientific advances, like on growing polio, so you could actually do the experiments on the polio. Uh, and and they were very upset, which, which I think is uh, understandable. Yeah. So, we as humans have this bias to feature the one person. And I totally, as an author, I play into that. You know, this book says it's by A.J. Jacobs, which is ridiculous because <laughs> a, tr- a truthful cover would say by, you know, the words by A.J. Jacobs. Here's the design. You know, it would have like 250 people on the cover. And I actually proposed that to my publisher. I thought, that might be an interesting sort of marketing angle. But I do have a list in the back of a thousand people who helped with the coffee and my book. 
Speaking of being grateful, and, and especially in this sense, what are some of the scientific benefits of being grateful? And you know, like, does it have an impact on our health or happiness? There are studies that show you, you know, it'll lift depression, it'll help you sleep, improve your diet. Uh, I, I like this one study that indicated that gratitude causes you to be more generous to strangers. If you're feeling grateful, you're more likely to help others. There are studies on how it boosts athletic performance. I don't know if that's true. But <laughs> claims, uh, you know, I love 10%. that you thanked a thousand people and now you're going to like be drafted for the NBA or something. Exactly. That's right. I should try out now that I'm so grateful. Many people, we have the negative bias, which was very helpful when we were cave people trying to uh, get away from lions. But but going through the world with a negative bias and only focusing on those three or four things that go wrong, it's not great for our mood. So this really has helped me to focus on the hundreds of things that go right every day, as opposed to the three or four that go wrong. And just making a conscious effort, like uh, when I was at the airport uh, the other day, I I'm always annoyed because my gate is always the one that's a mile and a half walk. It drives me crazy. But I realize that's not true. That's just what I remember because I remember the annoying ones. And so every time <laughs> the other day I was at a gate, like you go through security and it's right there. And I say, you know what? I'm going to make a note of that. I'm going to remember, pay attention. And next time I try to complain to myself, I'm going to say that's wrong. You're, you're being irrational. I, I know I've read these studies before that if you fake smiling, it'll actually eventually make you happier. And I, I was curious, is, is that possible with gratitude too? Like, can you fake gratitude and, and end up being more grateful in the process? Right. Uh, yes. The answer is yeah. And there are studies. And from an anecdotal point of view, totally. Because I you know, would wake <laughs> up in my default mood of grumpiness. And I would, during this project, I would force myself every day to spend a couple of hours either writing thank you notes or uh, calling people, cold calling or visiting people uh, to thank them for their role in my coffee. And it had an effect on me. And it had an, the, the ideal is if it has a good effect on them. You know, some people I would call and they'd be like, what's going on? Is this a pyramid scheme? What are you trying to do? But <laughs> I would call the woman who does the pest control for the coffee, the, the warehouse where the coffee beans are stored. And I'd say, I know this sounds strange, but I want to thank you for helping keep the insects out of my coffee. And she would say, well, that does sound a little strange, but that that's lovely. And that helped make my day. And, you know, it made me feel better. <laughs> You know, AJ, there's this little aside in the book that I really liked, and it's about how a friend of yours has this trick for counting her blessings, and this is before she goes to sleep, and she uses the alphabet to do this. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, that was a love, and that has worked for me, this idea of when you're going to sleep, instead of counting sheep, do this little trick, which is go through the alphabet and come up with one thing for every letter that you are thankful for. So, you know, I, it could be anything related to your life. You know, A is uh, for 
the apple pancakes my uh, my husband makes on Saturday mornings or what have you. It gets you enough outside of yourself, for me, that you fall asleep as opposed to stressing about all of the uh, things you have to do the next day. That's really wonderful. Well, we're going to be back with AJ Jacobs right after this break. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Part-Time Genius, where we're talking to author AJ Jacobs. Now, AJ, I wanted you to talk to us a little bit about nostalgia. I, I know you used to have a column at Mental Floss that talked about how things used to be and falling into this trap of the good old days. But what was coffee like in the good old days? And should we be grateful for how it's evolved? Oh, yeah. I mean, I love talking about that. The good old days were not good at all. You know, they, were, <laughs> they were horrible. They were disease-ridden, smelly racist, homophobic, sexist, the whole thing. And yeah, coffee, you are very lucky that you were not drinking coffee in the 19th century. You did not know what you were getting. There was no FDA. So, you know, the list of things that adulterated coffee in the past is quite impressive. You know, sawdust, dog biscuits, lead, arsenic, something called monkey nuts, which I don't actually think is the private parts of animals. It was a, some sort of plant from South America. But I am very grateful for coffee for saving the United States. At least that's my theory. The, um, because in the Civil War, the North had real coffee, caffeinated coffee, but the South had no real coffee. The naval blockade blocked it. So they had to make fake coffee out of chicory and like, roasted corn and asparagus seeds and all sorts of uh, ridiculous stuff. But, you know, they were not caffeinated. So huh. the North was caffeinated. And I think it could have been the deciding factor. We'll never know. But I like to think so. <laughs> um, 
Now, you, you, you did talk about a friend who happens to be a professor that reminded you that you do have to be honest, even in a book about gratitude, about coffee's good and bad qualities. And so, with that in mind, along the way, you decided to thank a major petroleum company. And so, I'm, I'm curious, one, you know, why did you do that? And two, how did it make you feel when you decided to do that? Right. It made me realize that coffee could not have gotten to me without oil. And, uh, you know, it powers the ships and the the trucks that bring it to me. So I figured I had to thank Exxon because they were that's what the trucks used. But I also think that Exxon is probably doing some horrible things to our planet. So I wrote what I think might be the most passive aggressive thank you note in the history of thank you notes to the CEO of Exxon, where I said, (laughs) you know, I appreciate your role in getting me my coffee. I love coffee. I hope it's around in 50, 100 years and that our planet doesn't uh, uh, explode from overuse of fossil fuels. (laughs) 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 And I'm pretty sure that had a huge impact. I'm pretty sure they're going (laughs) to. We're just we're just waiting. I, I'm I'm sure that some of those policy changes are coming pretty soon because of you. <laughs> exactly. So I want to hear about your experiences at the coffee warehouse because I saw a line in the book about gay moths, and I was curious to hear a little bit more about that. Oh yeah. So that was uh, I did check on this, and and it appears to be true. But they have you know they have a a pest problem at the warehouse because they have. The amount of coffee there, it was, if I believe it was five football fields uh, big, fill, stacked with coffee 15 feet high. Oh, wow. So, you know, it could make a billion cups of coffee. So then, you know, of course, insects enjoy their coffee. So, uh, but they had found some novel strategy for getting rid of the moths and, um, it had to do with releasing a pheromone that uh, made the male moths not attracted to females, so that they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't mate and have baby moths. And I looked into it, and it seemed to have some scientific backing. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. It was uh, you know I'm all for uh, moths identifying in any way they want. Of course, you know, gender fluidity in moths is fine by me, um, and uh, I guess it's better than killing them. So there you go. Now we've we've done a bunch of stories on coffee over the years, both at Mental Floss and now here at Part Time Genius. And I've read about coffee cherries before, but I, I didn't realize that you can actually eat them. So I, I'm curious, what does a coffee cherry taste like? Yeah, coffees grow on trees, and uh, and the fruit looks like a cherry or a grape tomato. It's red, and inside is the coffee bean. And what's weird, it's a very uh, paradoxical fruit because you've got if you taste the fruit, it's quite sweet, uh, huh. but the but the bean is bitter. And there's the legend of how coffee was discovered. I guess people didn't need it, but the legend is that Kaldi, the Ethiopian goat herd and millennia past saw his goats eating the the cherries and like flipping out and just dancing and bouncing around and he's like huh that looks fun and so he uh started to eat them you know i i did thank Kaldi the goat herd <laughs> in the book but uh and his sure goats he ever existed 
That's a great point. I didn't. And that is an oversight. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. In the follow-up edition, I will. So one of the facts that struck me was that if you actually paid minimum wage to everyone involved in the process, you write that a cup of coffee would cost $25. Is that right? Well, that was one calculation from one uh, team. Uh, I can't swear that that's true. But yeah, it was it's weird because you pay $3 for this little cup of brown liquid. You know, one part of me is like, this is ridiculous. This is yeah crazy. Uh, but once you look into the supply chain, there are so many hundreds of people and it has to travel so far. And if you paid minimum wage to the people who were working in the developing countries, then the coffee should actually be $25. Some people are afraid that being super grateful makes you complacent. And there is a Barbara Ehrenreich, the writer, she wrote a New York Times op-ed that said, you know, gratitude is, she said it was basically a right-wing conspiracy to keep people from making real reforms. Like Walmart workers would be so grateful for their, for minimum wage or whatever they Hmm. were paid that they wouldn't object. But luckily, The research says the exact opposite. It actually says the more grateful you are, the more likely you are to advocate for change. I am curious, what was it like to thank the people who plucked and produced the coffee cherries in Colombia? Like, how did they respond when you thanked them? I think they were a bit confused as to my project. Um, (laughs) But in the end, I think I got through and I tried to make it as vivid as possible, which is what they say, the best ways of thanking. You know, I said you, you know, every morning I drink the coffee that you that you guys make possible and and I couldn't do my job or take care of my kids without your coffee. So thank you. And and they did come around and they actually said that they couldn't do their job without a hundred other people. And they talked about uh, you know, the 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 pickup truck that they drive is made from parts all over the world and the machine that takes the skin off of the coffee cherry that's made in brazil they didn't jonas salk it and just take all the credit for all the coffee (laughs) (laughs) exactly it's all us uh no they were very nice stay right there listeners we'll be back with aj jacobs after the break live nation presents concert week now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. 
It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Part-Time Genius. We're here with AJ Jacobs talking about his new book, Thanks a Thousand. I love seeing the list, some of the funnier entries in there. I know I was a little surprised to see Joe's parents from Joe's Coffee thanked in here. And uh, I'm curious, like, who were some of the funnier, or maybe more surprising people that you didn't exactly expect to thank as you were on your way to a thousand thank yous? Uh, yeah, there were some, some very, like, you know, I used my credit card and I didn't know how much went into just making the credit card, the people who have to make the magnetic strip and the people who assign the numbers to the credit cards. There's a, there's a whole institute that assigns numbers to various credit cards. Um, and, uh, you know, the, they don't do it themselves. Uh, I will say this one was crazy. If you go on the Apple website, you can find a, a list of their suppliers and it's, I could have done the whole thing, just that list, but I, I restrain myself, but a lot of companies don't do that. They don't say where their stuff comes from, but, but some do. And Apple was one of them. Hmm. Well, I, I'm not going to spoil it for people, but the way you end the book with the Italo Calvino quote and how the world could look if we were all a little bit more grateful made me just genuinely want a world where we could be more aware and more connected and not like social media connected, but actually grateful and connected. And I just wanted to thank you so much, truly, for writing this book. And thank you, of course. And Mangish, as I mentioned, I, you know, I'm a huge listener and I that a few episodes ago, you told the story of how you were in Portland and everyone thanked in the bus driver and how touched you were. And I thought, that is lovely. If we can turn the world into one giant Portland bus, then <laughs> the world would be a better place. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> the book is Thanks a Thousand. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. Part-Time Genius is a production of How Stuff Works and wouldn't be possible without several brilliant people who do the important things we couldn't even begin to understand. Tristan McNeil does the editing thing. Noel Brown made the theme song and does the mixy-mixy sound thing. <laughs> Gary Rowland does the exec producer thing. Gabe Luzier is our lead researcher with support from the research army, including Austin Thompson, Nolan Brown, and Lucas Adams. And Eves Jeffcoat gets the show to your ears. Good job, Eves. If you like what you heard, we hope you'll subscribe. And if you really, really like what you've heard, maybe you could leave a good review for us. Do we, do we forget Jason? Jason who? Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.